Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Sands Podcast, a Belly Up Sports Media Podcast. What is up, everybody? It's your boy Dave from the New Era Sense Podcast. With me today is Eric Sampson. You can find him on Twitter at Eric Sampson93 and Phil, who is officially feeling better. No frog in his throat. He looks good too. You can find him on Twitter at Pilau. You can find me at JD underscore hockey talks. Uh, I want to welcome everybody for episode three. Everybody, how's it going? How's how's the week been? Busy. Very busy. How's the puppy doing? She's, you know, for a dog that had surgery last week, she you would think that she would be a little more mellow. No, not not even even a little bit. She's she's wired more than I've ever. <laughs> In my experience, man, dogs bounce back so quickly. I'm just terrified because she had had this surgery on her shoulder, and she's running around like a bat out of hell. And I'm terrified she's gonna slip and fall and just do it again. Bubble wrap, bubble wrap. <laughs> I'm thinking yeah. about it. <laughs> what about you, Philly? How you doing, buddy? How's your week? Pretty good, man. Uh, other than being sick. For the pretty much like ninety eight percent of the week, so felt like trash on Thursday during the game, and same on Saturday. But feeling a lot better now. And you guys, did you? I know Eric, you couldn't watch the games. Phil, you you were able to watch both games, or were you able to watch both uh, one of them? Like, yeah, no, I watched I watched the game on Thursday at work for the first like period and a bit, and then caught the rest of it at home. And then Saturday mm-hmm. before we went out and did our errands and stuff, and. Made sure so they catch that. The Thursday game, I played hooky from work. I left work, <laughs> and I came home to watch the game. I had a meeting that afternoon that I knew he needed me to remind him, and I was just waiting for him to text me. But I'm like, he's not going to text me until I text him. So I was like, I'm going to go home and watch the game or whatever. I ended up missing like half the third period, which I ended up accidentally – and shitty. I ended up missing that that Tim Stutzla like baseball goal, and that was beautiful. Oh yeah. man, that's going to be candidate for goal of the year, boys. It's, it has to be right. Oh yeah, hundred percent. That Let's... or the the pass from Stutzla to Kachuk. Oh, that was a thing of beauty. That was friggin' mint. <laughs> I do honest to God, man. I thought it was a dead play, and it turned into a goal, and I was just like, oh, that was mint. But let's recap on Sweden. Uh, Philly, I'll, I'll, I'll lean a little more on you since you got to watch the games. Eric, you've seen a lot of the highlights. You've mm-hmm. seen a lot of the comments. You can you can still chime in. Uh, game against Mini was a bit of a wild one. Otto was up 4 nothing, And uh, they ended up having to win in overtime in the last few seconds by said goal by Tim Stutzla. Um, what do you think of the first game against, uh, against Detroit? The first... First period, man, was like a wash for for Detroit. Like Ottawa dominated from the get go, dictated that game, uh, momentum wise, 
skill wise and I don't know what happened between the intermission and that second period, but my God, that was probably one of the most frustrating periods of hockey I have watched all season. I'm I'm honestly terrified of second periods, man. I'm gonna be for a while. Yeah, like it's fuck. Yeah. Eric, I know you didn't get to watch it, man, but you've seen the highlights, you've seen the comments. What'd you make of that game? Terrifying or what? Um, yeah, a little bit. I I I don't really understand what's with Ottawa in second periods, but it 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 just seems like they're they play hard in in the first and just something clicks or unclicks and they just shut off for the second period and I I I don't get it. Um, but other than that, they're because there was some nice plays made in in both games. Um, I, again, I, I I didn't watch either game, so I can't comment a whole lot. Mm-hmm. But um, the the highlights that I did see, they were they were pretty nice. There's some nice freaking goals. Um, yeah. The mini game, the mini game was a little more low scoring. Uh, it was one one. Uh, went to the shootout. Uh, the lone goal for Ottawa was the Swedish connection. Uh, the um, probably the best forward on the team that day, Anton Forsberg. Yes, I called him forward with a stretch pass to Branny with a clapper shot that went in. I mean, it was an like I mean, you probably couldn't have drawn that play up any better for the two Swedish guys, right? Like that was awesome. Uh, Eric, take me through what you saw in the highlights of that game and stuff like that, what you thought of that goal and like, how much do you think that goal meant to both of those guys? Oh, it, it, it meant a lot. Both of them playing in, in their home country. Um, Branny finally getting one at home. And I actually seen a stat on Twitter or Facebook. I don't remember which one, but uh, that win by Forsberg was actually the first win of, of a Swedish, like NHL goalie in Sweden. So <laughs> Forsberg actually made a record with that one. Correct me if I'm wrong. You guys might know this. I, I, I can't remember. But anytime we've gone to Europe to play, I think we've only ever left one point on the table in all the games we played. Which I believe is, that's correct. Yeah, yeah it's, not, it's not many. It's, we haven't played many. But it's still we got we got a good record, right? In in Europe, um, Philly. What did you think of that mini game? Um, it was pretty good, I guess. Uh, <laughs> so we came out with the uh, what a wish it was a higher scoring game, but you can't get any better than that. Uh, like you said, the Swedish connection. Like watch, watching that, like Forsberg with like watching watching the bench and seeing how stupid of a mistake that Minnesota made with leaving like pretty much the entire ice wide open with making a terrible change. That nice big stretch pass to a nice big clap clapper brought me back to uh, the Giroux goal from last season. I was going to say, which was, was it was nice. It was nice to see like both of them. Also the fact that like, um, there's only a couple goalies in the NHL right now with, with, uh, two primary apples and happens to be Forsberg. So yeah, he's got more points than some of the forwards that play, you know, game in game out. Like that's insane. (laughs) 
Um, but Ottawa came out with the big four points, which is what we needed, winning four of the last five, three straight. Um, so when Corpy was playing, you know, it, four goals against, but it doesn't tell the full story. You know, one goal went off a skate, one went off of, I can't remember if it was an arm or an ass, but whatever. And then and then Forzy comes in with a really good, uh, really strong game. So are the goalies back? Are the Sens back? Phil, what do you think? Um, I think there's a little bit more room for improvement, but definitely like getting closer to that. I think um, they're they're getting over that October hump. Um, I've been keeping tabs. I have like a spreadsheet at work, which I can share with you guys uh, that I've been creating over the last like couple weeks to, I guess, monitor monitor DJ, as you, you can say, it's my own personal DJ watch, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but what, like watching them come out on top, like, and pretty much they won, they won Sweden, man. I, I, I don't care about what Toronto says about them escaping out of four, four wins. They got our, um, uh, they got our like our scraps. They got guys coming off a back to back. You like, of course, you're gonna win. Uh, you're a top team in the division, but the fact that Ottawa, sitting at sixth right now, came out on top in Sweden on a couple days rest, yeah, and then with the bounces and everything in that in that first game, I think it took a I think it took the three periods of hockey for them to finally realize how those boards work. And realizing the shorter glass in some spots, which yeah. minimize those those bounces and giving up those chances, and that's what showed in uh, in Minnesota, well against Minnesota, and coming out with a shootout win. So, yeah, that short glass. I, I think Otto got uh, got one delay a game call in those two games yeah. from shooting over the over the glass. But yeah, I, I I remember looking at the glass and I was just like, that's really low in some of these areas man and one other thing that really bothered me was the camera so when you're watching the game the camera was from behind the bench not facing the bench yeah. right and so it was weird man like you're used to watching the guys change and you can see the bench you know as the game's going on but you couldn't this time because again the camera was on the same side as where the players were sitting so uh eric are the sends back are our goalies back um I think the goalies might be. I'm I'm gonna keep my thoughts about if we're back a little reserved right now. I don't want to want to go jumping to any conclusions, but they're all right here, Dorian. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I just I have a a tendency of when I say that they're they're back, they tend to go on a fucking skid and it it just doesn't go well no that's fair dude um november's kind of been a kryptonite to the auto centers for years now and it's no secret uh but there's been a lot of breaks in november and now when you look at december 15 games that's a head i think december is going to be the most important month of the season 15 freaking games in december man and that's with christmas so eric 15 games, man. What do you, what do we need in these 15 games? How many wins? How many points? Like, I mean, when Ottawa goes back to the ice on Friday, we're going to be anywhere between two and five games behind most teams. Um, so far, if I'm not wrong, we're still just two points out. 
that month of December is going to be crucial. What do you what do you think? Well, I haven't really looked at the schedule coming up, so I can't really make a judgment right now on on wins because I I, I have no idea who we're playing. Um, let let me do this for us, okay? And then we can all give our thoughts per game. Not thoughts. Just say win or lose against this team. That's it, okay? And then sure. that's what we'll, do. Well, yeah, we'll do that really quick, okay, boys? Are you guys okay with that? Yeah. Yeah, okay. for sure. So, so first December game is against the Blue Jackets. Win or lose? Win. Easy, easy win. Easy win. Second game, Seattle Kraken. Should win. It's on back-to-back nights. That's the second on the back-to-back. Yeah. It. To be honest with you, I'm gonna say it depends on how on who DJ starts the night before. If they start yeah. Forzy the night before against against Columbus, pretty sure a win with with Corpusalo net against Seattle. Yeah. So I agree with that. Okay. Then we got the Rangers. It's gonna be tough. Oh, that's a hard one. Um, they're doing really good this year. Like they're they're in the playoffs, but I think they're second in their division. Uh, yeah. As as much as as I don't want to say lose, I'm I'm gonna say lose. Yeah. Well, that's what it is, man. We're all about being honest and uh, no bullshitting, right? So, um, so now we're looking at Toronto. Two days after that, when it's at home too, so we have a pretty good record against Toronto at home. So I'm gonna go with W. Okay, and then two days after, I'm gonna go with the W as well. By the way, and then two days after that, Detroit. But uh, we're gonna go with the it's a tiebreaker game for the season series so far. I'm gonna take a win. The it's a, a toss up for me. I'm probably gonna like. I'm hoping I'm hoping for a win, but I'd be happy if we squeeze a point out. To be honest with you, fair. I think I think unfortunately it's going to be an L. Auto's going to have a lot of tough games, and like again, we got Rangers, Toronto, Detroit, and right after Detroit, it's going to be the Carolina Hurricanes. Win or yeah. lose, lose. That's definitely a loss for us. Yeah, I agree. Uh, after that, St. Louis win. Yeah, it's going to be. Be a tough, uh, a tough swing because that's when we go on our Western road trip. Yeah, yeah, oh, and it then, is. yep. It's gonna be tough. I still think we're gonna beat St. Louis, though. I do. Oh yeah, hundred percent. But then you got Dallas. Yeah, they're a fucking. They're a really good team this year. I don't know. That's a toss up for me. It it could go either way, but I'm I'm going more towards L. Philly. Yeah, it's gonna be a toss up to be to be honest with you, but I put down I put down an L too. So I'm gonna go against the grain. I'm gonna say W just because Otto's got a pretty good record against Dallas. They like to play Dallas for some reason. Uh, after that is an automatic L, and I shouldn't say it, but it's Golden Knights. They're on a fucking tear this year, bud. Yeah. So yeah, what do you guys, I agree. yeah. Okay, Arizona. <laughs> Win. W. Yeah, you know it's funny. I'm gonna say it's gonna be a loss, and you know why? Ottawa bombs against Arizona almost every single time. So we'll see. We'll we'll see. We'll see. My gut feeling. We'll see. <laughs> um, then it's Colorado. 
Probably a loss. Bill? Um, let me see something oh. here. That's too far up. Oh, yeah, I'll give mine first. I think it's going to be a win, and that's just me hoping because I got into it with an Avalanche fan on Twitter today. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I'll mark your tweet, and we'll talk again on the, on the 21st, buddy. Yeah. So, But Colorado's in a pretty weak division. Yeah, to they're be honest, that's weak. what I was looking at right now. Like they're, they're in a pretty weak division. Yeah, anytime you're in a division with the Jets or the Coyotes, and I guess Blackhawks. Yeah, can't hate too yeah. much on the Jets. They're dude, they're doing okay. Um, after that, we got Pittsburgh. I uh, it's a toss up for me, but I'm gonna go win. Yeah, hundred percent. That's what I'm going with too is a win. Same. Then Toronto again. Is it back to back? No, no, it, it is not back to back. There's a four day break between them. Yeah, that so Pittsburgh is the game before Christmas. Toronto's the game after Christmas. So everyone yeah. from both teams is gonna be stuffed with turkey ham and mashed potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going win then. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with a loss on that one. Uh then we got New Jersey. Uh I don't know. That I'm gonna probably say loss for that. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the same thing too. Like they, um, they've got one one game in hand on us, but we have essentially an identical record, and we have a better goal differential than they do. So, okay, fair loss. enough. So I'm gonna go with a W on that one. I'm gonna go with a W as well too, just because I don't like New Jersey. And then last game of the month, Buffalo. Is it a back-to-back? No, not a back-to-back. No. no. I'm going to say win. Yeah. I'm going to say I'm gonna say win on that one, too. Sweet. All right, so I, what it sounds like is we're going to have quite the month, but it sounds like we should be coming up more than 500 in December. That's good. Yeah. So if we can come out, you know, if we come out with – so there's, what, 30 points up for grab in that month? Yeah. If we can come out with, like, 18, I think we're pretty solid. Yeah. I had uh, I had, I had Ottawa going, like, 9-5-1, and one, so. That's not bad at all. Yeah, I could do that. Good. Um, so Shabbat's due to return somewhere between November 25th and December 9th range based off that four to six weeks. Okay. Obviously, Shabbat's going to come back in and play. Sadly, though – JBD has been playing super good. He's got the highest um, block percentage in the NHL right now. So what do we do with JBD when Shabbat is back? Do we, like, I mean, you got to look at it from a realistic point of view, not of what do we want to happen. What do you guys think happens? Like with, with you know, Hammer there and stuff like that, you know, does JBD sit? Does, do they rotate Hammer JBD? Do they, do they send JBD down and hopefully he doesn't get claimed after the Freaking, he's been playing really good. So he's, he, I think he would get claimed in a heartbeat. But what do we do with JBD after Shabbat's back? What happens? Phil, what do you think? It's uh, a good question. I'm hoping he stays up because I think he's earned his, earned his spot as at least the 6D, if not the 7D. Like, send, uh, poor Hammer up to the, up to the rat. Like, up to the press box there to sit down for a bit, mm-hmm. but 
I'm hoping that Casty or Greg has some setbacks so they can at least put one of those two on LTIR. I mean, so, I want I want Greg back, but I wouldn't mind. <laughs> yeah. Send Cassie to Robidoux <laughs> Island, I guess. But uh, send him home to Vegas. <laughs> Eric, what do you think? What do you think is going to happen? Not what do you want to happen, but what do you think is going to happen there? Um, what I think is going to happen is they're probably going to use this as as the time. To make room for Pinto, because I mean, this is as good a time as any. And unfortunately, I think I think it's gonna be probably a Brainy out the door. Um, hopefully we get something a good back for him. But I just I don't know what else they would do. See, I and I I agree. I think I think Brainy. Brandy and Joseph are still the two likely to get traded. And here's here's my argument for him. So Brandy, again, Clevin's ready to step up. He can step up. But JBD's proven he's there. He's he's willing to go. He's good. I do hope they sit Hammer and they just kind of alternate between Hammer and JBD for depending on what they're looking for for that game. Um, but right now, you trade Brandy. You, or even Matthew, like Brandy, I don't think you have to add a sweetener right now. And with Matthew Joseph, it's more of a – and someone said this on TSN today, this is where I got it from, was, well, if you trade Matthew Joseph, it's more what are we getting back for him as opposed to adding that sweetener that you know was originally the, the thought if we ever traded Matthew Joseph, we'd have to add something. But now we would be getting a return for him. So let me ask you this. If you guys have to choose right now between Matthew Joseph and Brandon, who are you moving? Eric, you go first. Um, that's such a hard call. Um. I, God, God damn it! I think you're going to swing to Brandy, though. I think you're going to swing to Brandy. Unfortunately, I think you're right. I, 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 I we're, just, the, we're in the I, same boat, you and I. I, I just something is pulling at a string for me, and I just I can't trade Joseph right now. I can't. No, dude, I'm with you. I agree, Phil. What do you think, bud? Um. I mean, at a high wise, I'd say I say Josie because he's probably going to give us like the, in all honesty, the biggest return between the two of them, and that will be good enough also to give us a buffer in case something else happens where we do need to call somebody else up, but also gives us the money that we need to sign Pinto because I think we can slot, obviously after a few games of him getting back into the swing of things and, um. Uh, coming back for some from some rust that I think it would be best to slot Pinto back into the lineup. I think Pinto would be good enough to replace him. Yeah, I think Pinto would replace the defensive side that we'd be losing because Joseph's a very smart defensive guy. And yeah. Definitely definitely the points as well, I think, too, even though Joseph's really kicked it up this year. Like, he's killing it. It would kill me to see Maddie Joe go right now despite the fact that I was the biggest advocate for trading him, I won't even lie. I really was at the beginning of the season, kicking myself in the ass for it, foot and mouth syndrome today. But I think we would get the best return for him. But I hope we move Brandy out. Because and it's not that I want Brandy gone, but at the end of the day, you got to sacrifice a lamb, right? Which one are you sacrificing? It's, it's, it has to be Brandy, in my opinion. So, 
Yeah, I agree. Um, last topic, boys. Daniel Alfredson is 2-0 in his professional coaching career behind the bench as an assistant coach. Do they keep him behind the bench, or should they keep him behind the bench? Philly, what do you think? I mean, I'd obviously love to see him behind the bench, but as, like, a figurehead of this franchise and, like, pretty much, like, a god among anybody in this city, I would hate for him to be put into a position that would require us to potentially be disgruntled with him or yet alone hate him in the end, if it doesn't work out of having him behind the bench, you know what I mean? Whether it's as an assistant coach or eventual head coach, but put that aside, I love to see him behind at least for the home stretch of the season, like keep him at home and but you, help us. But do you think, do you think the fans would, I, I, I think he would really keep the boo birds at bay. Like I really do. Like, I don't think, I think people would think twice about booing and talking shit with Alfie back there. That man, like, we are not worthy of the, the ground that man walks on. <laughs> so, true. Eric, Eric, you're the one who originally brought up this topic. I want to hear your thoughts on it. Um, so I I understand what Phil is saying, and, like, I, I don't want to have to crucify an, such an iconic player for Ottawa, but I I think that they should keep him home. Maybe try him away if it's like they're struggling and like they need a boost a bit. But I'd, I'd say for the most part, you would keep him behind behind the bench at home. Fair enough. Now, last question. This one is even part of the itinerary, but I just came up with this now. So Markman thought he's been a TSN analyst. What's stopping him from jumping on the ice and, and helping the defense, uh, you know, kind of get a little bit better? Like, I mean, Markman thought was never a superstar, but he's a really good, like, stay-at-home defenseman. Uh, he, he was really smart. I mean, I'm, I'm going to have to tag him in this episode, and I'm going to ask him, like, what's stopping you from jumping on the ice and helping the D out? Like, would you guys would you guys like to see that kind of stuff? Oh yeah, for sure, hundred percent. Or or Redden and Phillips. <laughs> Can you imagine like Mathot teaching Clevin with like the big boomer hits that he has? Oh my god, it, that would be just beautiful. We'd be breaking some sort of law. <laughs> like that, that'd be ridiculous to watch. What do you think, Philly? What would you think, Philly? Watching guys like that on the ice. Well, that's that's the kind of hockey I like, to be honest with you. Like, Fuck yeah, yeah. I like the I like the big, the big booming hits. Like watching Mathot hip check people. Fuck yeah, dude. In its own, like I love I love watching the highlights of that. And uh, I know that Redden did some development stuff during like the um, during like the rookie camp and stuff like that. And he does work with some of the prospects and everything, and kind of works. When, when, when needed, uh, kind of like Alfie, I guess. Like he, I know, has said that like he did his traveling as a player, and now it's time to be dad and stay home and be able to look after the house and be there for his kids and his wife and everything. So he's, I know that he said that he didn't really want to do the whole being on the road thing. But being like and allowing him to stay home and be with Ottawa, which would be perfect with having him at home. Uh, but with the thought, 
I don't know what's I don't know what's stopping him. I'd, I'd love to see him on the ice working with uh, even even having Neil out like working with uh, having both those guys out there like add some grit and some toughness to the guys that don't necessarily or I guess don't necessarily have that as a repertoire as part of their game. Like it's there for Clevin, but like he just needs to hone on it more and then he'll be better. Same with JBD. Like he, he is, is good on the blocking shot puck side of the game and stick checking and stuff like that. But he's still thrown off a little bit with his body. Having one of those two guys being able to show them because he's a big guy. It can be bigger. Yeah. Maybe maybe Neeler can teach McEwen how to win a fight. <laughs> I hope. Jesus. All right. Well, that's about you know, does it for us today, boys. Thanks for dropping in. And uh, thanks to all the listeners for tuning in. And we will see you guys next week. Have a good one. And go Sens go. Go Sens go. Go Sens go.